the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America, a nationwide grassroots national security organization, and we're here every week to annoy liberals with truth and reason while Russian Prager take the weekend off and also deliver fresh radio for the most important political office in the country that of private citizen citizen. welcome to another uh thrill-packed edition like you uh, as you like to say the headlines this week give us a ton of stuff that we could uh conceivably dig into and we will probably will in the second half of the program but we have an interesting tale to unpack for folks in the first half of the program Greg, according to President Obama, what is the most uh, important and uh, critical national security issue facing this country? Uh, Defeating conservatives and Republicans? Uh, That would be his hidden agenda, probably. But President Obama has made no. In fact, I was looking at a State of the Union address of his back in 2010, his first State of the Union address. And buried in that State of the Union address is him saying whether or not the science is correct, uh, planning for global climate change is the most important thing we can be doing. So he was uh, shoveling off some recent controversy about the validity of global climate change and saying that his agenda for dealing with this uh, debatable issue was the most noble thing America could embark on over the next seven years. And of course, if you don't adopt their political agenda of higher taxes, more government, less freedom, less prosperity, then, of course, we're all going to die. That's right. And he has tasked, we recently had his uh, Department of Justice. Now, folks, if you're wondering how a conversation about global climate change, many of people out there may still be, in fact, 70% of Americans think that it doesn't exist, at least the man-caused aspect of global climate change. If you're wondering how does this pertain to you in your home somewhere here nestled into uh, Riverside, San Bernardino, or anywhere in the country you might be listening to this, we have on the phone today someone who has unpacked not just this issue of man-caused or anthropomorphic, Anthro what? That's easy for you to say. I know. Anthropogenic or permorphic or anthro means man-caused climate change. 
If you think that this doesn't apply to you, you are making a serious mistake because on the phone with us, we have a, uh, a, a warrior on the cause of liberty and freedom and individual rights. A black belt citizen ninja. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> That's right. And if you want to learn how to earn your black belt as a citizen ninja warrior, stay tuned because uh, Mary will tell you. Mary Baker is on the phone. She has been uh, re- alerting people throughout the country uh, about the threat to personal rights, individual liberties, and everything that we hold dear, the American way, uh, about what the agenda is behind global climate change. And before we get to Mary, this is what, yeah, she, okay. this is what she wrote recently. All right. Would you believe me that if I told you the EPA and NGOs like Nature Conservancy are trespassing onto private property and using gnat catcher songbird whistles to attract these endangered species, hoping they will fly across the property line so they can force the landowner into a conservation easement? And this is what part of now Agenda 30, 2030 used to be Agenda 21 and sustainability. Mary Baker, tell us about that. Hi. Good day. Glad to be on the show. Glad to have you. All right. So uh, I like to say that America is under siege. No one really understands that. Um, But America is under siege, and it's under siege by a global agenda called Agenda 21, now renamed Agenda 2030, uh, and more commonly known as Sustainable Development. And it is basically a universal compact to transform our world, and those are their, their words. So what is sustainable development? You probably heard the green agenda, right? So the green agenda is part of this whole thing. Everything is about sustainability. I'm sure you know, you've know you heard that um, those words. And sustainable development is um, a livability and spirituality paradigm that seeks to entrench its core values, ideologies, into every person, business, locality in the world. It's a global agenda. And the vision for it and the construct for it is described in a book that you can get on Amazon.com. It was published in 1987 by the United Nations Bluntland Commission, and it's called Our Common Future. And if you're interested in studying this, that's really a great place to start to read their work. But it is an agenda that's being conspired by progressive globalists, social engineers, international heads of state, American political leaders from both parties, extreme environmentalists, planners, educators, and non-governmental organizations, many of whom are propped up by the United Nations and our federal and state governments. Now, but, isn't, but isn't, I mean, isn't it all kind of crazy? This, you know, this, it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, you know, why, why should people pay attention to this? <laughs> because it affects every aspect um, of your life. It covers topics like consumerism, population growth, dams and reservoirs, rangelands, agriculture, grazing of livestock, private property, I mean, fish ponds, Judeo-Christian values, and on and on. And all of those things are deemed unsustainable. Now, it is not sustainable for the future of our Earth and future generations. I want to unpack this piece of it also for us and our listeners. This, you know, when you, when you talk about the environment, you know, everybody wants a green, you know, they, everybody wants, you know, low pollution, no pollution. Everybody would like to have, um, you know, a sustainable environment. Nobody wants to trash the earth. But this 
package, if you will, what you're describing, Mary, has a very dark side to it. And there's an article on Investors Business Daily and Investors.com. We'll post this to the Unite IE Facebook page so people can go out and listen to it. The author basically, and this is a recent article, this is March 29th. And what the uh, what the writer quotes are the people behind this movement who say this really isn't even about the environment. This is about redistribution of wealth on a global and international scale, penalizing countries that they feel have benefited on the backs of third world countries, the advances in their society. And so we're going to correct this wrong. We're going to right this wrong and we're going to take money and resources from these wealthy countries and redistribute it to the lower to these uh, third world countries that supposedly are paid the price for our advancement. But there's another piece of it. Meanwhile, while we're going to penalize and ratchet back our creation of these greenhouse gases and these pollutants and lower our standard of living by getting us off coal and fossil fuels, we're going to allow these third world countries to pollute the heck out of the environment so they can catch up to the rest of us. Is it, yeah. That's a piece of this, right? Yes. In fact, let me just read you a quote from the Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. 2030 Agenda, quote, reaffirms all the principles of the Rio Declaration on Environment and Development, including, and this is what's important, the principle of common but differentiated responsibilities. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> I'm confused. Well, <laughs> so the principle of common means that we live in a global commons. That's the term they use. We live in a global commons, and the only thing right now that's separating us are our geopolitical boundaries. They envision a world where those geopolitical boundaries basically go away, that we have governance, a one-world governance, and a, you know, an overseer, which would, of course, be the United Nations. And, um, and so we're all, so we have the principle of common where we are all connected, right? And then, but differentiated responsibilities mean, simply means that in the world we have rich countries and we have poor countries. And rich countries have greater responsibility to help the poor countries. So they're different responsibilities, differentiated. And it's, it's exactly that. It's, it's the redistribution of wealth from the rich countries to the poor countries. And don't forget who runs the UN. All the poor countries. <laughs> and and the 57 uh, Islamic countries known as the... Uh, the 57 states. The 50, yeah, better known as the 57 states. Mary, we need to take a quick break on that note. Um, but we're going to hang some red meat out there for our listeners. We're going to talk about what this means directly to everybody that's listening and how there are organizations right here in Southern California that are seeking to transform our world uh, according to this agenda. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back with Mary Baker and more about uh, Agenda 21, Agenda 30, and sustainability after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, 
but you need to refinance the home, you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt. Or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at WCCLoans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix, and I have Greg Britton co-hosting the show with us. John Hancock continues to recover from his bout with pneumonia, and hopefully will be back with us at some point. We have on the phone right now Mary Baker, who is a citizen ninja. We will uh, reveal more about that in a moment. But if you want to learn more about what we're talking about, this uh, America Under Siege, as Mary Baker calls it, how uh, the EPA and these non uh, con- these non-governmental agencies, we'll tell you what those are, are impacting our our individual lives right here in the Inland Empire. She's going to be speaking on Wednesday, April 27th, the Magic Lamp Inn, which is in Rancho Cucamonga, 8189 Foothill Boulevard. We'll post this up on our Facebook page as well. That's uh, Unite Inland Empire uh, Facebook page. Uh, this is uh, with the San Bernardino County Federation of Republican Women. It's their April dinner meeting, and I would encourage you to come out to learn more about this. We're just going to whet your appetite here on the show, uh, give you some of the bigger talking points and red meat that uh, about why this is affecting you. Uh, but I'd encourage you to connect with uh, Mary at this event coming up. So how do we see this agenda being implemented in California? Okay, so let's just review. The, promise, the premise for control is people are not being good stewards and their de- poor decisions are hurting Mother Earth or Gaia. That's the premise. The cause for Gaia's pain, overconsumption, overpopulation, suburban sprawl, use of fossil fuels, unfair economic policies, etc. And the result is the looming climate catastrophe. And if nation states don't do something to curb human behavior and growth, then future generations will not survive because the planet will die. Greenhouse gases are out of control, rising sea levels, melting glaciers, devastating weather patterns. I mean, these are all things that we see, words that we hear in, in the headlines. So are any of those true? Huh? Are any of those things that they claim to be happening true? Well, we're talking about the difference between climate change and man-caused climate change. So there, if there is climate change, so be it. The climate is changing, whatever. We can mitigate, we can make changes, use technology to help us. It's the fact that it's man-caused that is is basically the catalyst for all of this because it's their way of controlling the people, right? So, so the global solution is global governance by the United Nations and using Agenda 2030 as the blueprint. The national solution, and where we see it reflected in our neighbors, in our towns, and in our neighborhoods, is what's called smart growth and the rewilding of America. Now, with smart growth, we see an increase in densification. Cities are becoming megacities. Suburban towns become cities, and rural towns become ghost towns. We see an increase in the production of compact, mixed-use buildings 
and a decrease in the construction of single-family homes, which drives the cost of single-family homes up and basically cuts younger generations out. Uh, we see a change of focus in transportation spending, less on roads and more on sidewalks, public transit, and bike lanes. Uh, there's talk about taking parking lots out and turning them into community gardens, uh, adding this, what do we call, stack-and-pack housing, um, six- to eight-level housing. We see roads being partitioned and lanes taken away, so their use is equally shared between cars, pedestrians, bikers, and public public transportation riders. Mary, this we sounds also, this yeah. this sounds very expensive. How are we going to pay for all these goodies? Well, one of the ways they want to pay for it is, well, they obviously in the past have used gas taxes to pay for roads, but now they want to pay, they don't really want to pay for roads, they want to pay for the bike lanes, the light rail, um, and the way they're proposing to do it now is through a vehicle miles travel tax. And somehow they're going to have a mechanism by which they will be able to tell how many miles you've traveled and they will tax you on that mileage. And then they'll use that money not to fix roads, but to provide us with this smart growth. Well, California is only using 20% of the money it collects for transportation taxes and fees on the roads. The rest of it's being spent on these, on these other things that you mentioned. Yeah, well, and then not to mention... The, the shifting from the fossil fuels to uh, unreliable and expensive renewable energy solutions like wind and solar, which are driving our costs way, way up. And, of course, remember what President Obama said. Energy costs will necessarily have to rise. Skyrocket, he said. Skyrocket. Yeah, and, yeah. and see, this is the point. We have, uh, I mean, you know, it take it seems like it takes a lot to get the average citizen to take action to oppose this stuff. And it doesn't ultimately uh, hit home until it hits their pocketbook, until it hits their way of life, until it's like staring them in the face and then they finally do something. It's just brave people like you that bother to research this stuff, understand what the implications are, try to be a modern-day Paul Revere and get out in front of it and alert people. But this thing that you mentioned, this vehicle miles tax, along with uh, Sandbag, these these organizations, by the way, one's called SCAG, the Southern California Area Governor, Governor Sandbag, San Bernardino uh, County uh, Area Governor, Governments. San Bernardino County Area Governments, mm-hmm. yes. They mm-hmm. control the transportation mm-hmm funding in San Bernardino County, and then you have SCAG, which is a regional government agency for all of Southern California, which is trying to remake Southern California with $500 billion from this proposed vehicle mileage tax. So we're all going to pay for it, and it's going to have very real implications in how we live in the cities and our, you know, and one of the things that I would like to try to get a handle on is one area of impact. We see these three and four story large apartment buildings going up in the center of town. There's a couple going up in Corona, and I know that there's some land that's been set aside for other things. These are ostensibly part of this, what is referred to as stack and pack. But the downside of this is if these facilities aren't filled with people paying 1500 to $2,000 for these apartments, they will get repurposed into Section 8 housing. And that's, that's part of the downside of this. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when you drive by those, those buildings, a lot of times what you see is a sign that says, you know, award-winning. And then the next sign you see is for lease. 
<laughs> because people aren't buying into it. it. It's been reaffirmed over and over again. I mean, young kids are being made to believe that they want and desire to live in cities and never move out. But the fact is, all of our different planning, you know, the way we plan our, 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 our towns and our cities, you know, you've got the city ring, then you've got the next sort of first suburb ring, and then it goes out until you get to the rural areas. Every t- at, at, at different points in your life, you are going to live, perhaps, in one of these places. And so choice is what's so important. And they're basically saying, no, we need high-density living, and we want you to live there. But human nature, you can't control it unless you do, unless you, uh, you know, fine and sue. Uh, you know, we certainly can't have a Mao Lenin-style death squad people, you know, so how is it that they're, they're forcing this compliance? Right. We will discuss more with your concept of Citizen Ninja and Free Range Americans after this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, the place to take to go for your real estate lending needs. More with Mary Baker after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We're pleased to have... Black Belt Citizen Ninja, Mary Baker on the line. We've been talking about Agenda 21, now called Agenda 30, which is, we see here in California, is called sustainability. But what we're really talking about are higher taxes, limitations on use of private property, how this is going to impact you, the area that you live in, because these these terms get thrown around, and, and we need to do a better job of connecting to, right. you know, what... Sustainability is the leftist political agenda. Yep. And it's uh, and so many things are embodied in this. Mary, we became familiar with you through a course that you teach about how citizens can get uh, more involved. They can take back their political power in a way. And we you call this Citizen Ninja. You've got a website called CitizenNinja.org that I'd encourage everybody to go out and learn more about what you do. What is the essence of this training, though? The essence is to teach citizens that they are a citizen stakeholder, that they actually are the true power. And if they have an effective strategic approach to engaging in their local municipal government, they can succeed in affecting change. And a lot of people think they're doing this by going to these meetings. They're, they, these The municipalities, county, city governments, they hold these meetings where uh, many of these projects and these uh, uh, strategic plans that these uh, cities and counties engage in are discussed. And they think by attending those that they're actually having an impact. But there's a very dark side in the way that these meetings are managed. And you prepare people for how to deal with that. Tell us a little bit about what that is. 
So in order for, so, okay, let's see. You have to understand public-private partnerships, and I'm going to spend some time next Wednesday at my talk talking about what public-private partnerships are. But essentially, uh, that is the partnerships between government agencies, between uh, non-governmental organizations or nonprofits, and corporations. And basically what happens is they get together. They are what's called the early decision-making stakeholders. They spend a lot of time and resources on coming up with a plan. But by law, they have to present that plan to the public for what they call consensus. And so that's called a public workshop. And they invite the public to come and participate in uh, a public workshop where they will be presented with the plan or a draft of the plan, and they're seeking input. But in certain situations, especially if it covers a large region, region uh, and, the, and, and crosses over multiple jurisdic- local jurisdictions, what happens is they want to nudge people into consensus because, you know, everyone has a different opinion, and so it's very, very difficult to kind of come to a place where everyone can agree because their goal is to to have this plan approved. Right, so and they'll they use do, a paid facilitator and they'll actually put shills in the yeah. audience, people that are supposedly just attendees, but are there to help guide this discussion in favor of the plan. Correct. Mary, we have yeah. so much more to talk to you about. Can you stay with us for another segment? Because there's a couple of other pieces of this that we need to unpack so that people can be more aware of how to get involved. Can you stay with us for the second? Okay. We are the United IE radio program. We're talking to Mary Baker, Citizen Ninja. She's going to be coming up. Uh, she's going to be speaking here in the community. We'll tell you more about where you can go to hear her after this break on United IE radio. Unite Inland Empire radio program. We're talking about something that doesn't get a lot of headline exposure today. My name is Don Dix um, with Greg Britton, and we have on the phone, carrying her over from the first uh, half hour, Mary Baker, who is a citizen who became alarmed about what some things that she saw going on in the world around her, and now she has become extremely knowledgeable in this, is alerting the community. She's going to be speaking an event coming up in Rancho Cucamonga. We'll give you that information in a moment. But we ended that first segment with a with her describing her course, the Becoming a Citizen Ninja. You can get more information at citizenninja.org about this. You were, you were mentioning to us that the this this whole agenda is being advanced through these structured meetings that happen in our communities, and the uh, organizations behind this bring in an outside expert, 
And the uh, general plans of the cities and the counties are being influenced by this whole process. And in order to get the local citizens to buy into this, they have these structured meetings that have a desired outcome. And so the folks that go to this meeting thinking that they're going to be given in giving their input are actually directed into this um desired outcome on the part of these meetings and you were you were in in the process of telling us how we can go about learning how to defeat this through your program well if you're showing up at the public workshop the very first time the first time you're hearing about this you're almost already too late that's why it's so important to engage early and develop the relationships with your city council members or your school board or you know any of your elected uh, public servants important to get there early so that you've got an established relationship um, with those people so that you find out that these plans are going on even before it comes out to the public. And what I've done here, for example, in Poway, where I live, uh, I'm very, very engaged with my city council members and found out that they were going to be taking a main, a main commerce corridor in our town, and it's got some blight on it, and they wanted to redo it. And they created an ad hoc committee for that. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about. The city manager created an ad hoc committee, pulled in the people that he felt would be the, the, the proper stakeholders uh, for that. And then that was it. Well, I fought with one of the council members to get on that committee because there wasn't one. They were all residents of Poway, but they were also owned businesses or were developers on that road. I fought to get on that committee, and I got on. And now I'm sitting there with these stakeholders at the early decision-making stakeholder table, and I'm having an, in, an influence from the citizen's perspective and the resident's perspective who has a stake in their town as a whole. I'm having an influence on the discussion. So, so really, yeah, there are ways to combat, you know, these um, facilitated, what I call like facilitated bully meetings. But if you can get in even earlier than that, that's the best. And I teach you how to do those things. And that leads to the, what I want to ask you is this, is there are so many of the people that have done well under our free enterprise system here in America. I know that in my city of Redlands, at least at least four of the five city council members are solidly on board behind this agenda of getting forcing people out of their cars, high density housing, uh, replacing private residences with high density housing. The whole the agenda that you've been talking about on the show, and why are these people buying into this agenda twenty one, agenda thirty, sustainability? And these are good people. I mean, you know, these are folks just like, you know, us three here talking on the phone, our listeners. They want to do the right thing. And all of a sudden now we hear folks like you saying there's this evil thing behind it. Are the people doing this evil? What What? What, what is, you know, how, how do we frame this for, for folks? Or, yeah, great questions. Um, and that is often like... How could, how could the entire planning, you know, society be evil? <laughs> All elected public officials be evil in implementing this or know about it? And, of course, that's ridiculous. Um, so cities are voluntarily creating and implementing, for example, enforceable climate action plans. Why? Why are they doing this? Especially because uh, AB 32, the Global, Solutions, uh, Global Climate Solutions Act, mandates, uh, mandate, but but they don't. Excuse me, they don't mandate the cities to do that. So why are they doing this voluntarily? Right? Why? 
Um, and they say, oh, it's because it's the right thing to do. But what really is happening behind the scenes? So essentially, um, they're not just using the rule of law to push all of this through, which, of course, is established through legislative branches of government, which is the people's government. But they are using these public-private partnerships, and they're saying, we're going to use regulatory government agencies to bankrupt you with regulations, and NGOs are going to bankrupt you with lawsuits. I was talking to a city council member in San Diego, and I said, why on earth did the Republican mayor, uh, Faulkner, agree to implement the climate action plan? I, I mean, have you read it? He said, yeah, I read it. But he said, there's nothing we can do because they basically told us that if we don't implement it, the NGOs are going to sue us. And if we don't implement it, the government is going to uh, fine us. And so essentially, their hands are completely tied. This is incredibly frustrating. And so it's not that these guys are evil. It's that they are stuck as you know, lock in a hard place. And I would say that in general, leaders, planners, NGOs, corporations do it for a variety of reasons. Either it's because it increases profits. Sometimes it's a personal legacy. It gives power and control. It actually alleviates guilt. I found out that planners... Long-term planners, you know, who were basically planning suburbia, they have been made to feel guilty for that planning paradigm. And they're saying, we want to alleviate your guilt, and we're going to give you a new planning paradigm, and it's called high-density stack and pack. And this is going to be much better, and you're going to feel much, much better, and you'll be able to die with a clear conscience. And then also it satisfies a certain religious dogma. I mean, literally, they don't even care. If, if climate change, man-caused climate change were taken away, were, 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 um, was debunked, they would say, we don't care, because they have this utopian vision that if they can socially engineer the world, then we won't have poverty, we won't have wars, everyone will be equal and happy, and it'll all be kumbaya and fabulous. Now, there are some success stories to communities pushing back, most notably Huntington Beach, which is a great beach community. I mean, they've got an atmosphere. They've got a a legacy of what it means to sort of live in Southern California there. And their city planners, you know, embarked on this stack and pack. The citizens woke up. They pushed back. They got people appointed to the planning commission. And they started digging into this and actually found at the root of this are – calculations that were used in order to say we need to do this that were created by this organization called SCAG and now the city of Huntington Beach is suing SCAG for using these incorrect uh, assumptions about population growth about uh, the impact that communities are having on their environment and so they're suing SCAG to say you're you're using faulty uh you know, assumptions in foisting this agenda on our on our city. And this is a first ever event that uh, is really happening and it could be groundbreaking in exposing this uh, faulty agenda, this uh, this very dark agenda. Um, what, 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 you're aware of all that, I'm sure. I am. I am. And it's so incredible to see a city suing SCAG. I mean, that's awesome. I know that in Hollywood a couple of years ago, there was a gentleman there, an activist, who sued the city for the very same reasons, false population projections. And the judge favored uh, him and his case. And 
the city basically was not able to build um, the, the the high rise density buildings that they were planning on on building. So yes, they they use false uh, population projections. That's one of the things that they do to push. And you know, by the way, SCAG isn't just a a regional transportation organization. They now, through SD 375, also are in charge of the regional housing stock and regional housing, including, you know, like you said, that Section 8, the very low to low uh, income housing, uh, the low, low to moderate, et cetera. And then we haven't even touched on the further fair housing rule change in the, the HUD challenge grant, which now, if, if a city takes this money uh, from the challenge grant, the, the, um, the feds can actually come in and look at your zoning and have control over your zoning and say, hey, over here, you know, in this, in this part of your town, you don't have enough uh, diversity, racial diversity or economic diversity, and you should be building this type of housing over here, et cetera. It's unbelievable. There are so many aspects of this. It, it, it's almost like they're, this, they're trying to fundamentally transform the United States of America if I didn't know better. That's right. That was the promise. That That was was the promise. promise. Mary Baker, we want to thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here to unpack this. There's there really is so much more. And we'd like to encourage folks that are listening here today to go to this event that Mary is speaking at on Wednesday, April 27th. It's at the Magic Lamp Inn on Rancho Cucamonga. It's an event sponsored by the San Bernardino County Federation of Republican Women. And you can go to www.sbcountyfrw.org, sbcountyfrw.org for more information and to buy tickets. Absolutely. And the other site that you want to get information from is Mary Baker's site, which is citizenninja.org to learn more about how Mary Baker is equipping and training citizens in order to push back on this. Mary, thank you so much for your work, uh, for being with us, for your dedication to uh, the cause of liberty, freedom, and everything that America stands for. Wow, you're welcome. And um, I just wanted to add that I have written a book that's coming out this spring. It'll be available on Amazon.com probably in a month or so. It's called Citizen Ninja, Stand Up to Power. And basically it is, if you can't make a workshop of mine, uh, this book is a good substitute. We'll have to have you back once the book actually hits Amazon so we can help you uh, uh, see some of those move off the shelf for you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Mary, we appreciate you. You're an example of what we all strive for in our activism to preserve the things that made America great. Thank you for your work. We will be back with some comments on some headlines that have come up, the election, other things that have caught our attention that you, the citizens, the most important political office need to hear about after a word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. 
So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office. We just had a great discussion over the previous four segments with Mary Baker, who is explaining Agenda 21, sustainability, and how that's affecting us here in California. And, Don, you have a sort of kind of a related news item this week about uh, global warming. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of them. First of all, the um, president, as we know, in various state of the unions, as well as, you know, uh, around the world, has made it a point to say that the most important threat facing us, national security threat, is climate change. And he's geared a lot of his agenda around it. And now he has weaponized. Now, we saw how the IRS was weaponized against uh, conservative groups, religious groups back in, uh, you know, 2012, I think it was. Catherine Engelbrecht was sort of the poster child as the FBI, the ATF, and all these other organizations along with the IRS descended on her because she was uh, had applied for a 501c3 organization. Essentially, it was about election integrity and also a tea party that she wanted to start. And she was intimidated, uh, essentially, through this application process by the IRS. But now the president has weaponized the attorney's general office. Loretta Lynch um, is now looking for ways that she can sue and um, use the power of the office of the attorney general against organizations, corporations for their activities that are in opposition to the president's agenda on climate change, um, the so-called climate change denier organizations, specifically organizations like Exxon, Big Oil, um, other companies that nest, that are, uh, you know, going to be hurt by the president's agenda, the clean. So they're going after these corporations and suing them. Well, they're threatening to do that. And they're, they were just a, a, one of these attorney, state attorney, actually the Puerto Rican attorney general. Virgin Islands. Uh, issued a subpoena to a private organization called the Competitive Enterprise Institute for their emails and communications regarding the subject. Direct intimidation of citizens in exercising their First Amendment rights. In fact, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, going all the way back to not since Galileo was in prison for advocating that uh, the, the earth revolved around the sun. I, have there been any other instances in which you tried to use the brute force of government to win a scientific debate? Boy, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, you know, this is clearly a, an overreach of power uh, using the Virgin, the attorneys general. There's 16 attorney generals throughout the state, state attorney generals, along with the Virgin Islands that have uh, organized to to do this. And as part of what's called a FOIA request, the Competitive Enterprise Institute f- pushed back requesting documents from the state attorneys general and from other organizations and found this collusion between governments, uh, state governments and 
and these liberal progressive attorneys general who are going after these corporations using the power of government to uh, subpoena, in this case, 10,000 pages of documents from the Competitive Enterprise Institute. There's a gentleman there that works there. Um, his name off the top of my head uh, escapes me. Uh, I, Chris Horner. Chris Horner, thank you. But he has been an outspoken um sort of debunker of climate change for the past 10 years. He has, if you Google his name, Chris Horner, you're going to find great presentations of his that are actually uh, filleting the whole science and agenda behind climate change. And they are going, they are now going after, this is the poster child they're going after in order to uh, frighten, shame and intimidate or individuals and organizations from speaking out and debunking this whole uh, anthropologic, anthropomorphic, whatever you call it, man caused climate change. Well, and this, this so transcends even the uh, global warming hoax debate. It's about government intimidating citizens and a whole range of things. There was an article by Joel Kotkin recently on Fox and Hounds. He's a great, he's a great writer and commentator. And he was talking about the Republican Party and Donald Trump and so on. But buried in there was about talking about business leaders in California are unhappy with how the Democrats and Governor Brown are governing things, but they are afraid to right. speak up. Well, they are. In the first opening paragraph of a post on Competitive Enterprise Institute's website, uh, they open with this. In a letter and set of objections served today, the Competitive Enterprise Institute formally responded to an April 7th subpoena. Now, get this. For a decade of the organization's material and work on climate change policy. that A decade. This amounts to about 10,000 pages of emails, papers, and so forth. Um, uh, of their work on climate change, CI, CEI's attorneys called the subpoena an effort to punish CIE for its public policy views, chill its associations, and silence its advocacy. This is... This is so dangerous. This is so antithetical to everything that America stands for, our free speech, our rights to, even if we're wrong, to object to this policy of, you know, using climate change to leverage policy that stands in the way of, and this even the EPA, I mean, you talk about the EPA, they, you know, 95, uh, the government now owns 95 or 85% of Nevada through the Bureau of Land Management, uh, huge swaths of land in the Western United States. All of these are connected to this agenda of, you know, the EPA controlling the, the waterways, the stream in your backyard that fills up once a year uh, with these so-called hundred year rains. They now can dictate to you how you can develop your land because it has one of these uh, once in a hundred year waterways. This is ridiculous. Thomas Jefferson said the natural progress of things is for liberty to yield and for government to gain ground. And that happens unless people fulfill the obligations of that ever more important office, that of private citizen. Time for a message from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire program, where, as we like to say, this is the program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. And we've pretty much dedicated this program to an agenda, you know, with the election and the primaries and this week, the death of Prince. Uh, a folk no, what, Prince? Prince died, yes. With all of that filling up our 24-7 news cycle, uh, we've called attention to one of the uh, issues that is not getting the attention that it needs to get, normally probably would, uh, but isn't getting the attention because of this, and it really calls out the importance uh, of what we advocate for of people getting involved. And one of the ways they can get involved is go to the UniteIE.com website. On our calendar and on our map are the groups that participate in the coalition throughout the Inland Empire. They hold meetings every month. We've talked about one on this program today, the one that Mary Baker is going to be speaking at, which is going to be on... Um, April 27th? Yeah, April 27th, Wednesday night at the Magic Lamp Inn, sponsored by the San Bernardino County Federation of Republican Women. Uh, Mary Baker is speaking, America under siege, just another way that America is under siege, because we've highlighted in the past other ways that America is under siege, whether it's ISIS, the the, the global effort on the part of the uh, Islamic world to foist its agenda on the West, on Western civilization through either what we call violent extremism, uh, jihad, or cultural jihad. Um, but that's just one of the ways that people need to be aware. This one that we've highlighted, uh, Mary Baker, uh, who's going to be speaking at this event that folks should go to on April 27th, at the Magic Lamp. These are just one of the many events that are around the Inland Empire that they should attend. Right. In the midst of our conversations about Agenda 21 and sustainability, she mentioned something. She said that in reality, all power is inherent in the people. And that's the same lesson that we've learned from the Center for Self-Governance. We've talked about and we've been to into that training. And that's really true. That's where all of the power lies. The people just need to decide to realize that. And take it back and understand how to take it back. And decide to use it. And that's what her training does, the Citizen Ninja training. You can go to citizenninja.org to learn more about what Mary Baker is doing to empower average everyday citizens to take their rightful and important role in this. Because everything that we talk about on this radio program or that you see a problem with in the news, this overreach of government, uh, government going beyond its constitutional limits, no matter what it is, is all a direct result of people not taking their their important role government will do what governments do they will expand they will grow power they will take it away unless the citizens stand in the way of it and, ba- and counterbalance that that's essential to keeping the republic and that's part of the training we've learned that's what benjamin franklin said to uh, mrs powell in philadelphia it's a republic madam 
if you can keep it. And we teach you how to do that. We talk about doing that. You go to the UniteIE.com website, learn more about the groups around the Inland Empire that are active in this process. Uh, we highlighted an event that Mary Baker is speaking at, at the, with the San Bernardino County Federation of Republican Women next Wednesday, April 27th. Go to our website, UniteIE.com, to learn more. And that does it for another edition of the Unite Inland Empire radio program. Back next week at 4 p.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.